Welcome back to your Daily Dose. It's me, your old pal, Nick. How do you get the right perspective? On this episode, Bob and I are joined by Tease Mellon, and we talk about zooming out. First, zooming out just a little bit to see what it's like from a different country's perspective, and then zooming out a lot farther to see what the Earth looks like from up above. Because it's all about the view, not the TV show. Enjoy. I'm the only one that was born in America at mm. this table, which makes me a minority in my own podcast. Look at that. That's, that feels pretty good. Actually. Oh, you know what I recently heard about? Like, I'm surprised I hadn't heard about it before, but my um, my friend Amy just went away to a camp and, and they were doing anti-racist um, workshops mm. at this camp. But, but instead of saying black people or minorities or BIPOC even, they were saying people of the global majority. Oh, interesting. Ah, totally right? like flipped it on its if head. If you zoom out yeah. to the reality, how much of the issue of bigotry and hatred is because we don't look far enough out? Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Zoom out. Right? That's it. I mean, this is this is a good basic philosophy of life that you say, look, when you're feeling uh even when you're feeling too uptight about what's happening, zoom out and get a a, a bigger picture of what's happening. It reminds me of the old improv saying, because everything reminds me of improv saying <laughs> of uh there are no mistakes, in the, 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 and the master weaver sees no mistakes. He weaves the mistakes of his students into a larger pattern. Mm. And so it just becomes something that occurs more significantly in the greater piece of work, right? And that's exactly what you're saying is, look, this is we, we are not the majority white people in America. Uh, uh, only in this little cloistered space are we. And I think what we choose to do with our quote-unquote majority status says everything about who we are as human beings. Mm. If you are a majority in a space, how you treat the other people in that space, that that's the quality of your society right there. Yeah, that says it all. You know, I and I don't I don't like what ours is doing right now, quite frankly. Mm. I feel like we're trying to tribalize again over and over again in our country. How small can we make the tribe to hate the other tribes? Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this because I you know, kind of the accepted or stereotypic um, ideal is that if you travel, if you go overseas, if you go to another country, then you get a better perspective. Mm. Do you think that's true? And do you think that maybe we should just send people away? I do, actually. I, I believe it makes us feel smaller. It, it makes us feel less like the center of the universe because we realize <laughs> we're not. We can fake it when we're right here in our own little world, but you step out there into the real world, the world is not familiar with you. You realize that you are, you're a piece. I don't know. What do you think? There's a lot of debate about space travel and like the funds being invested in that. But I truly believe that sending people out into space Mm -hmm. is going to be what really helps us as a humanity realize that we are all here together on this ball in the midst of nothing, this vast void. And so I really believe in that's money well spent. Wow, okay. Throw people out there, totally. and bring the pants off them, and bring, only bring some of them back. <laughs> only, but that's just. <laughs> I like that. I was going for just like international travel. But yeah, you no, went, I want to intergalactic. I mean, we're right by the space coast, so that makes a little sense. EJ on your arm handle. You won't be returning to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> that would be just a beautiful thing. There are so many that I would like to actually ship up there, and that's terrible to say. There's some that I would like to ship up there just to have that perspective, just yeah. for the perspective, just to see if it would work. Well, hearing like Buzz Aldrin yes. uh, and Jim Lovell talk about 
seeing the earth for the first time oh, from yeah. space yeah. It, it does it makes you go okay it is it, it feels infinite when you're on it but when you zoom out of it and you can look at the whole thing in one shot yeah it's got to be really correcting yeah. so i i never really thought of that i'd be to be honest i was one of those people who's like let's solve the problems on the planet rather than mm-hmm. just spending time having a joyride out but if it's going to change the perspective of people um maybe it is worth it you know? mindset is everything yeah it is it- <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Oh, Nick. no, I was going to say we had that Winter Park couple that went up, so maybe we can go to their house and ask what? them. They went up on one of the, I think they did. Yeah. Really? They yeah, went yeah, up on one the, of the Blue Origin sh- uh, wow. shots. Yeah. Oh, and that's so, uh, yeah, so let's see. Let's, let, let's interview their friends before and after and see if they changed. And if they didn't, we'll <laughs> take all again. their money. So, <laughs> one of the signs from the universe that I really, really love is when there's something that I want and somebody that I know or like demographically is around me that gets what I want, I take that as like a positive, positive sign. It's getting closer to me. It's way. The universe wants for me what I want for me, but we're both imperfect. So don't expect the path from there to here to be perfect. Right. And it's like, I love that. That's well, it, it was, it's the whole uh, four-minute mile story. Oh, I don't know that right? story. Well, uh, there was um, runners. They couldn't break that limit oh, yeah. of the four-minute mile for years. For years and years, people were trying to like break that limit of the four-minute mile, four-minute mile. Nobody could do it. Finally, one guy did it. One guy broke that barrier and did it faster than four minutes. And then like right after him, like people started hitting it because why? Because they saw it was possible. Uh, Somebody could do it. And now they're like, Oh, it's accessible. Right. Right. And so now, you know, people are hitting it. <laughs> so, so we need one example yeah. for every impossible thing that we're doing. I don't really, I don't believe in impossible. I stopped believing in impossible when I started studying the things that have been done throughout life. Yeah, and, and it goes to, uh, uh, Nelson Mandela has a great quote that says it's also it's always impossible until it's done. Yeah. And then it's not anymore. If you think of the number of things throughout time and that four minute mile being one of them breaking the sound barrier was impossible. Mm. Surgery was impossible. There's no way we can penetrate the sacred skull or cavity of the body without killing the patient. Right. And yet here we are. So I, I, I get that. But I love the empowering concept that once one person has done it. We can now no longer keep in the realm of it's not able to be done, you know. And who will that person? And usually those people get relatively famous, don't they? The first ones that, oh, yeah, the first. that find yeah. their way through. But now it's like I heard just Babe Ruth's record and something has been broken by a current person. And I have to tell you something. I don't know why, but I feel sad when I see those who have broken through so early and done the impossible having other people come afterwards and do it again. I think when it comes to records like that, you have to almost keep like two sets of them uh, for the four minute mile or like the records that were set back then because we didn't have the knowledge and the science that we do now right. mm-hmm. and the longevity of players. And also players don't, I mean, I would assume don't drink and carouse and smoke and do the stuff that Babe Ruth and the guys <laughs> from his era did as much as, you know, uh, and survived somehow. Yeah. So he was built differently no question. than everybody else. No question. I couldn't do that. And it's almost like saying I mean, adjusted for inflation, right? It's kind yeah. Of like, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. really apples to apples. But I heard a story about Jim Thorpe, Native American Olympian. Yeah. Um, the day he was right, running the uh, pentathlon, which he won, by the way, his shoes were stolen. So he went out and found two different size shoes in the trash, loaded up one foot with all kinds of socks to fit into the bigger shoe, 
had to strip down to just one sock for the smaller shoe and still managed to win the race. Now, we have all these excuses, right? Like, oh, I don't have the right equipment. I didn't train right. Oh, I drank too much last night. This sucker wakes up. He didn't have shoes. <laughs> he finds trash shoes and still manages to win the event that he went out to win. And I feel like, you know, so there are different worlds and different. It doesn't take necessarily all the perfect circumstances. I th think uh, it takes the right mindset, right? As mm -hmm. we're just kind of talking about. I don't know why I just shifted to Jim Thorpe just because the story popped into my head. Because we're talking about athletics. Athletics. Which is a big topic for us. Because we yeah, <laughs> athletics <Sports>. left <laughs> and right. We are athletic supporters. <laughs> hey, gang, it's Bob. That wraps up our series of conversations with our friend Tease Mallon. Based on the fun and amazing content they unleashed on our listeners, I feel sure Nick and I will invite Tease to join us again sometime in the future. If you want to learn more about Tease and the amazing work they do, head to howofhappy.com. I'm sure that Tease has a lot more to teach us all. That does it for this episode of Your Daily Dose. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.